Strap me on, daddy. Yes, dude. Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't want to. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and joining me as always, he's about to show me his horn of a something something, but... I always butcher that that word. <laughs> it's a snuffleupagus. And joining me as always is my co-host. He's about to show me his horn of a crumple horn to snorkock. <laughs> it's snorkack. That's the joke. It's Scotty Westside. <laughs> I hope you know that I'm leaving all of that in. No, don't do that. Every single bit of it. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Uh, it's good to be here. Happy to be here. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Uh, got it. Got my horn of snore snacks. Um, Your Snorlax horn. My my snuffle up, I guess. Um, yeah. Hey, you gonna take me into the back alley and show me your horn? I really would prefer prefer not to. Well, you prefer for it to be in the bedroom. Yes. Not in the back alley. The alleys are just uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I have nothing problem with the deed itself. It's just the location. <laughs> <laughs> alleys are dirty. It's like, asphalt's, you know, scratchy. I like to put on a show for people, so I, yeah, I, I'm good with the alley. Yeah, I'm, I'm more, more, you know, reserved in, in my ways. I don't know what are we in even your ways. About? In my ways, do you actually have ways? Oh, I have ways. <laughs> oh, I, have I don't ways. know, man. Do they involve like wheat and grain? <laughs> We've uh, talked about how you're a farmer. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we have. Uh, no, those are different ways. Oh, okay. Ways. I was trying to make think of a good pun. I can't think of anything. My brain is broken tonight, buddy. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that means yours is too. <laughs> great retort. Wonderful comeback there, sir. We're off to a great start. We're this is going to be a fucking start. doozy of an oh, episode. it's going to be strap me in, daddy. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> or was it strap oh me on, daddy? God, I can't dude. even remember. Can somebody please make us uh, ball caps that say strap <laughs> me on, daddy? <laughs> Why do they have to be ball caps? I don't know. Just, Why can't they be funny. like ball gags? Hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> the to, logo can be a ball gag and it'll just say strap me on, dad. Uh, go to forsexytimes.org <laughs> for those, I believe. We'd like to thank our sponsor, forsexytimes. Yeah. Rubberrocket.org. <laughs> Yeah, and if you see on the featured list, you'll see the horn of a, a crumple horn fucking whatever the shit. You suck at saying that so much. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. A humple corned snorfuck. Humple corn. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite cereal is humple corn snacks. 
I thought that was a Christmas carol. You lost me. <laughs> What's the guy that says that says Bah Humbug? What's his name? Scr- Ebenezer Scrooge? Why did I think those I were just I have no idea? <laughs> it sounded like a breakfast cereal to me. Humple cornflakes. Oh my god. Rumpelstiltskin. Dude, what's happening here? I don't know. Are you a little delirious? You're a little loopy today? I am. I'm I'm tired. Yeah. I have a bit of a headache. We're but happy to be here. Couldn't be yeah, yeah, more yeah, jazzed sure. to talk. Yeah, we do this for the peoples. <laughs> for the peoples. Indeed. So believable. You're so happy to be you here. You know if there's <laughs> one thing people know, I am a man of the peoples. You are a man. I am a man of, of the, the peoples. peoples. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. How was your week, buddy? Um, it's been it's been good. It's actually, dude, actually, legitimately, it's been fucking busy. I am I'm pretty exhausted this week. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you you went started a busy time at work, correct? Yeah, this is the busiest time of the year for us, and uh, boy, did it kick off strong. I am I'm I'm pretty beat, but uh, the weather has been. Beautiful, dude. The weather here just got fucking rad. It's like, been perfect. Like this weather has been as perfect as like all of summertime weather in the mountains in Colorado. Mm, yeah, and I'm so sad <laughs> that I only get to experience this for a little bit. Yeah, this is like the nicest weather I've seen since I moved to Texas about over a year ago. It's yeah, like it's it's like high sixties, low seventies, clear skies. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's perfect. So I've been I've been trying to be outside. It's been nice. I have been enjoying the weather over the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah, things are going great, man. How how has your week been? Uh, it's been good. Also enjoying the weather. I put on sweatpants. The first sweatpant day of the season. Fuck yesterday. Yeah. Uh, sweatpants. Top three greatest invention of all time. Just for the record, let the record show. Okay. Um, were they gray? It, they were gray. How did you know? Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> uh, know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, sweatpants are great. The weather's been great. Solid week. Busy. We're, we're going to be coming up a bit busy time for not only you at work, but podcast work is going to be here soon. We got a lot yeah, of dude, stuff in the pipe. Yeah, this shit's about to go into overdrive. Yeah. This, we are... We are gonna be having a lot of stuff, a lot of content. Well, didn't you know at we're you, professional podcasters? We're professional, now, Scott, so. <laughs> professional idiots. I love that. Very other part. true. Very true. We act like we know what we're doing, but holy shit, it's gonna be a doozy. We we do like know what we're doing like three percent of the time. <laughs> exactly exactly you throw Why? enough shit against the wall something's gonna stick right why don't you tell remind everybody what the fuck we're gonna be doing soon let's yeah do this at the beginning of the episode so let's let's set this up baby strap me up daity 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 daityless daity diggle um so we have a couple of new series well a, a limited edition special edition series and then a uh, a bigger series in the works coming at you very soon uh, as we all know Harry Potter is going to be coming to the close not forever we will certainly revisit it I open at the close I'm pretty sure that's what you just said at the close 
we will have the Wheel of Time series starting uh, hopefully very soon alongside the premiere on November 19th um, of the Amazon show streaming. We are also going to be doing a, uh, a shorter limited run of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, Zach's, our friend, Mal, has never seen the movies. And so we're, uh, you know, putting her on the spot, getting her, you know, opinions on seeing these movies for the first times. And we're going to have some fun discussing them. So a lot, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe here at you folks. I'm sorry. Coming down the pipe. Coming down say. the pipe is the only down way on to your come. pipe. God damn it, dude! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, we've got some fun stuff coming up. We we are very excited to uh, to be doing not not that we want to not be doing Harry Potter stuff, but we're just excited to kind of no 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 no. You shut the fuck up, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) We're just excited to to share other things that we care about or mm-hmm. potentially will care potentially, about if, hopefully care about. if the will of time uh turns out to be good the Scott will of entire... time what was that did you say the will of time no the wheel of time okay just checking uh I mean, I'm sh- I feel like most people know this by now from listening if you've been listening since the beginning but like Scott and I's relationship has been almost entirely built off of discussing media and fantasy and fiction and uh so we're gonna get to do what we love Mm. uh and experience a brand new show together so it'll be a little bit different format but but yeah you know we're still gonna be doing some breakdown uh hot takes Mm. and uh sharing our thoughts on something new so we really hope that you guys are looking forward to that and will follow along and uh you know keep us company while we're doing that we got takes like liquid magma over here magma uh, yes so please uh i i really hope everyone that enjoys our banter about harry potter will you know come over with us and listen to us talk about wheel of time because you know i feel like they're in the same similar vein of you know fantasy storytelling at least i hope anyway i hope it's good too so come i mean come hey, join also us. if it sucks that'll be fun also it's eight episodes so we'll, if it sucks we'll dunk on it for eight episodes and then you yeah. know maybe reassess after that but uh yeah. we, we shall see so anyway yeah we're uh we're looking forward to it so today though we've got some important Today. chapters to discuss oh do we oh we do do we ever what chapters are we doing scotty uh today is chapters 18 through 21 a little a little four-chapter burst, the old special, but we don't want a special little four-chapter burst. A little four-chapter chunk? <laughs> a little four-chappy chunk. See, that's the cereal. Chappy chunk? Yeah, four-chapter chunk. Yeah, that too. A little bit of almond milk. You like Gross. almond milk? I do not. I hate almond milk. I think You, just, like, you like regular milk? I like regular milk, and I like oat milk. Oat milk is good. Oh, see, oat milk kind of throws me off. Nah, you like almond milk, but you don't like oat milk? I, I do really like uh, almond milk. Uh, okay, to be fair, I had almond milk like once, like probably six years ago. Yeah. And I thought it tasted like liquid chalk, and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's no. weird. Oat milk has like a weird aftertaste for me. Hmm. I, can't, I can't do it. Do you can't like do like it. oats? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, oats are fine. It's I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, we never buy regular milk anymore. It's, it's all almond. It's all That's almond it. milk. Yeah. Does it help your bowels? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's why most people buy almond milk. You ever been so backed up you get bigger? (laughs) You ever pooped in a balloon? (laughs) Shout out to our boy, uh, Purple Eyes. Purple Eyes. We don't actually know you, Purple Eyes, but we wish we did. Purple Eyes is definitely listening to this. Oh, yeah. A1 Harry Potter fan. Yes, for sure. Sure. Yo, let's fucking talk about Harry Potter now. Let's yeah? let's try. Um, so yeah, chapter eighteen, where we last left off, of course, cliffhanger, right? Was a bit, a bit of a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, kind of, sort of, not really. They they just had their 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 close shave, their very close escape from from the from the sneaky snake. Uh, I'm a sneaky snake. <laughs> sneaky snake and Voldy face. Uh, but the big thing was Harry's wand got fucked. His wand is broken in half. Yep. And uh, Hermione felt awful about it, even though she, like you, you actually called this at the very beginning of this book. Maybe it was the end of the last book. I don't remember. You, you straight mm-hmm. up told me that Hermione was like the goddamn MVP of this book. Oh yeah. And I just, I was like, well, yeah, of course. I'm sure she is. She's almost always the MVP. I was not prepared for like how for the fucking, level for the level she jumps to. Like I did not think she it was possible for her to level up. I thought she hit the level cap of the game in like book two because she was rad. But oh, then no, she like man. she broke through every ceiling imaginable. She has ascended to Super Saiyan in this book. She's I was about to say she's like an anime. Like she, the, the somehow the power level can always get bigger. She yes, definitely. She went into the cheat menu, turned on god mode. Uh she's so fucking great in this. And book. then spent 4 days in the hyperbolic time chamber. And then time yeah. chamber. Yeah. Every everything. So Harry goes out uh of the tent to keep watch and he's all sad baby boy about his wand being broken. Uh, he has this thought that it was the only thing keeping him alive all this time. He's like, yeah, I'd be super dead if not for this fucking wand. And I'm like, true, true. I mean, also Hermione, but true. Uh, he puts it in Hagrid's pouch along with all his other broken magical shit. Like, the mirror is in there, the piece of the mirror. And I feel like there was something else that I couldn't... I was like, oh, this this is broken item too. But I can't remember uh... what else is in there. Oh, the snitch maybe? It's not like broken, but right. And I had the thought. I was like, "Oh, maybe this po this pouch will magically fix things as well." Maybe Hagrid like goofed. He was shopping at the magical store and bought the wrong one. You know, there was like the the <laughs> fucking like oh, only the person that puts stuffs in there can get this stuff out. Pat pouch. Why do I keep wanting to say patch? Pouch. <laughs> and the magical fix shit pouch. Were you know he just grabbed the wrong one accidentally. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's because he when he had the alchemist infuse it with it was supposed to be amethyst and he actually had it with sapphire, so its upgrade was just all fucked up. <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah. This is an RPG. This is this is Hagrid's goof fest. I love him. Um. Anyway, Harry is also really fucking furious at Dumble for not telling him more. He's just. Thinking about how this is all Dumble's fault and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know how he gets. Right. Um, and yeah, here we go. Hermione, my next note. Hermione comes out and continues to be the MVP of everything forever. 
Uh, she she stole Rita's book from Bathilda's house. Uh, she saw it when Harry went up with the the snake suit, and um, <laughs> just calling her the snake suit. Just now? the snake suit. Yeah. Uh, okay. She she saw it there and she stole it. Uh, there's a note in it from Rita. It's like, hey, yeah, here, thanks for helping me with this. You definitely said all these things. Pinky swear, I definitely, definitely swear you said all these things, even if you don't remember. I'm like, oh, sure, Rita. Uh, And here we go. I fucking called this shit, Zach. Did I not? My dark horse candidate of who the thief was. Mm. It is Dumble's good friend, Grindelwald. Good friend. Good friend, the caption says. Good Mm -hmm. friend. And we find out the story behind that. They start reading this book here. Uh, We also very quickly find out that Doge's name is Dog Breath. Is this real or a Rita made up thing? Uh, It's like his, uh, like what people, like you know how they call Luna, Looney, Looney Lovegood? Sure, sure. It's like that for him. Okay, I can never tell with nicknames in this story because some nicknames that nicknames that seem like insults are just real, like fucking Wormtail. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. So, Rita says Bathilda, um, when she was talking to her, kept up the Dumbledore family line of saying Ariana was too frail, but Rita says she knows Albus only came home to be the new jailer for Ariana now that Kendra uh, is dead. Uh, apparently, Kendra died due to a backfired charm. I don't know if we knew that previously. Uh, no, we did not. Uh, that same summer, Bathilda's great-nephew, Grindelwald, came to live with her. Uh, we also know... Rita just kind of casually mentions that she knows a lot of these things due to her procuring some Veritaserum. I was like, that can't be legal, is it? Just to like, here, take this Veritaserum and tell me things. Ah. Uh... I don't know. That seems shady as shit, but she just prints it in her book, so apparently Rita thinks she can totally get away with it. She's above the law. She is. She is. There is no law right now, also. Nah, that's very fair. Um. So, Albus and Gellert. That's his Grindelwald's first name, Gellert. Mm-hmm. Good one. Um, became fast friends because they were both magically gifted and brilliant. Uh, even in the dead of night, they would sometimes send letters to each other when an idea would strike them. And we get a copy of one of those letters. <clears throat> and we, we get... <laughs> and we get a copy of one of those letters here in the book. Now I have to leave that in. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Seems something like out of a fucking SNL skit or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is Dumble speaking. He says, Gellert, your point about wizard dominance. Okay. And well, let me read this and then I'll ask this question. Okay. Your point about wizard dominance being for the muggles own good. This, I think, is the crucial point. Yes, we have been given power, and yes, that power gives us the right to rule, but it also gives us responsibilities. You know, the whole, with great power comes great responsibility thing. We must stress this point. It will be the foundation stone upon which we build where we are opposed, as we surely will be. This must be the basis of all our counter-arguments. 
We seize control for the greater good. And from this it follows that where we meet resistance, we must use only the force that is necessary and no more. This was your mistake at Durmstrang, but I do not complain because if you had not been expelled, we would never have met. Oh, by the way, we find out Gellert got expelled, expelled from Durmstrang. From Durmstrang, yeah. So in the text here, in the book, there are two phrases that were like capitalized and like in a different font, at least in the the Kindle version of this. Yeah. It yes. The two the two being for the muggle's own good and for the greater good. It and this is kind of getting a little bit ahead, but they just like Hermione and Harry take this letter copy as just like facts, like Dumble, like, yeah, definitely said these things. Mm-hmm. But my first thought upon reading this was like, oh, so she's like magically altered this letter, and these are like the poor important stressing points of where she has changed what Oh, he has okay. Said so you're reading something. this as as uh Rita is like trying to draw attention to that stuff. Well, or just like no, maybe this is like a side effect of her trying to like magically alter this letter. Does that make sense? Sure. So you never read this thinking Dumbledore actually oh, said wow. these Dumbledore things. Oh wow, Dumbledore said this. No. Like that. No. Which okay. which is why I was surprised that they're all like immediately just like because because those stuck out so much. Mhm. Um and also I was just like I don't think he would fucking say these things. But then they're both just like, oh yeah, what the fuck, Dumbledore? Oh shit. Yeah. And I'm I mean, like, I I I don't wait. think it would be wrong for me to tell you that the intent here is that yes, that is from Dumbledore. Okay. Yes, like that. It, that is legit. So it certainly seemed that way through the rest of this chapter, which kind of I guess caught me off guard. But okay, interesting. Is there a reason why those, or should I probably razzle dazzle? <laughs> but is there a reason like those were like capitalized and like emphasized? Was it Dumble trying to emphasize? Yes, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean. From what we know, from what you know this far, and what little I feel like is safe to expand upon, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it's kind of said in between the lines in this text, but I, I guess the, the big picture here is that Grindelwald and Dumbledore obviously have this like grand vision of mm-hmm. like how to alter things for the better. Right. Where Grindelwald has way more of an aggressor... Uh, you know, borderline power hungry take on it, and right. Dumbledore sees more the the opportunity to like build something beautiful and build something that helps and where they can improve everybody's life. Sure. And he's okay. and he I think the message of this is like, hey, look, we both want the same end result, but it need we need to figure out like the the core reason for it. Your take on it is for the muggle's own good. We need to look at this more of a for the greater good. We're doing this sure. for the right reasons, you know. Right? And and rereading this now, it does not come off as like bad. Like, oh shit, Albus, what are you saying? Bad as I originally kind of read it as, to be honest. So sure, I th- I yeah, think I, I just I, saw sorry, those stressed points, and I just assumed like, 
oh this is this this has been like magically altered or something like, sure 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 this is a fake this is a counterfeit yeah i mean i think like we ha- were able to like obviously digest this at a much more i don't know mature take than like harry would sure i mean i honestly i, I as sad as it is to say i mean even hermione is super taken back by it yeah. because it's just so uh i mean opposite than of the dumbledore that we know yeah but um yeah when you break it down like that it's like dumbledore's like trying to calm this dude and be like hey 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 sure we're yeah. going to do this thing but like let's take it easy let's pump the brakes that's basically in a nutshell what's happening for sure and they're just like baffled that like he would even have gone along with that definitely yeah. And you know what I, I'm realizing like maybe this is maybe this is more of a commentary on me and my mindset being in a place where in our modern social media world, it's like you cannot believe anything oh, anyone yeah. says or writes online or you hear anywhere for any reason, anytime. It's like everything is misinformation and false and lies and, you know, skewed towards each Anything. person's own individual arguments. And yeah. I think that's maybe where my head is always at is just like, oh, you read that online? Yeah, then I'm sure it's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, that's the society we live in, I guess. Anyway, so uh, so barely two months into this blossoming new friendship, uh, they parted, never to meet again, supposedly, until their fateful duel. Uh, Bathilda says, it was poor little Ariana dying, I think, that did it. It came as an awful shock. Gellert was there in the house when it happened, and he came back to my house all of a dither, told me he wanted to go home the next day. Terribly distressed, you know. So I arranged for a port key, and that was the last I saw of him. Albus was beside himself at Ariana's death. It was so dreadful for those two brothers. They had lost everybody except each other. No wonder tempers ran a little high. Aberforth blamed Albus, you know, as people will under these dreadful circumstances. But Aberforth always talked a little madly, poor boy. All the same, breaking Albus's nose at the funeral was not decent. It would have destroyed Kendra to see her sons fighting like that across her daughter's body. A shame Gellert could not have stayed for the funeral. He would have been a comfort to Albus, at least. So, this is very suspicious circumstances. Uh, <laughs> either... I mean, I, I'm guessing either... Well, so maybe Albus and Gellert were having a bit of a disagreement, and maybe it was going to come to violence, and Ariana got caught in the crossfire and killed, or maybe Gellert did this intentionally to try and spur some kind of reaction from Albus. Uh, I don't know, but I think Aberforth is blaming him basically because Gellert was, quote-unquote, his friend, and that's why Aberforth views Albus as responsible. Basically what I'm saying is I think Gellert killed Ariana, whether intentionally or not, accidentally. Mm. I mean, Mm. why else would he want to, like, flee the country immediately? Um, I mean, it could have been about whatever they were disagreeing about. What do you mean? Well, I mean, obviously there was some type of disagreement. Right. And then whatever the fuck happened, happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wanted to get out of the country because of whatever... 
whatever the basis of that disagreement was about. I mean, it could be, but the fact that Bathilda says Gellert was there in the house when it happened, and he just came back mm-hmm. immediately and was like, I gotta go home. Uh, yeah. It's just slightly suspicious. Yeah, um, I mean, to say the least, for sure. For sure. Uh, but I guess we shall hopefully find out. So, uh, so yeah, uh, a little bit, bit more background I took notes here on. Grindelwald was expelled from Durmstrang for near-fatal attacks upon fellow students, and he fled the country hours after the girl's death. And Albus, out of shame or fear, never saw him again, not until forced to do so by the pleas of the Wizarding World. Neither Dumbledore nor Grindelwald ever seems to have referred to this brief boyhood friendship late in later life. However, there can be no doubt that Dumbledore delayed for some five years of turmoil, fatalities, and disappearances his attack upon Gellert Grindelwald. Was it lingering affection for the man or fear of exposure as his once best friend that caused Dumbledore to hesitate? Was it only reluctantly that Dumbledore set out to capture the man he was once so delighted that he met. So we've we've heard talk of like uh Grindelwald's reign of terror in whatever country mm-hmm. he's from. And that it never really came to Britain. But here it seems like they're saying like people were playing for Dumbledore for a long time to be like, hey, you're you're a pretty rad wizard. You want to go take care of this Grindelwald problem we've got? Yeah. And he kind of just refused or hesitated to do it for five years while he just kind of Grindelwald ran amok uh, before he finally seems like reluctantly did so. But so, again, all this is like how much of this is facts because it's Rita Skeeter, you know? Right, sure. I mean... So some of this is still being uncovered now, by the way, with this new series that's that's coming okay, out, the sure. Fantastic Beasts. Your favorite series, I hear. Uh, <laughs> yes. It makes you so sad every it time I say that. It does make me so sad. Um, my obviously this can be corrected once this new movie come out. It comes out, but the way that I have understood it is that Dumbledore, even through his reign, he took a back seat to like advising and still trying to play a part in helping the like capture and stop of Grindelwald Mm. but he refused to face him like outright like just like all right let's put an end to this like he he was he wasn't necessarily in hiding and just letting this dude do whatever the fuck uh you know he was trying to help the government the ministry or other governments or anything like that like in in other ways that he could without having to like face him right so the question still stands was that out of like affection he still viewed him as a friend fear um there's a lot that we can talk about but you'll i think you'll have to wait for, okay and that's for, fine yeah i'm just stuff in the book posing the question out there of like yeah what what was it that yeah what was his hesitancy there um, so yeah, how did, so there's still the mysterious, the, the mystery, <laughs> there's still the mystery surrounding how Ariana died. Uh, was she the inadvertent victim of some dark right? This is Rita Skeeter writing, by the way. Uh, did she stumble across something she ought not to have done as the two young men sat practicing for their attempt at glory and domination? Is it possible that Ariana Dumbledore was the first person to die, quote, for the greater good? 
Um, this is all very interesting stuff. So, Harry is furious, of course. It's his default emotion these days. Uh, <laughs> and he feels betrayed by Dumbledore, just like he was betrayed by Ron. Um, Hermione is like, how can you trust all this? It's Rita fucking Skeeter. And Harry rebuts with like, what about this letter? Uh, we talked about this a little bit. He's like, this is from Dumbledore's own hand. It's, you know, blatant proof. Those are his words, right? right. Hermione admits that she's like, yeah, the letter is the worst part, especially the part about the greater good, because that was, uh, <laughs> oh, this is where I, I think I had, I somehow took a break during this chapter and read these chapters, this these parts of this chapter like a day apart, uh, and I had already forgotten uh, <laughs> Gellert's first name, so I kind of like accidentally started combining his first and last name and Gerlerwald. called him G- Grindel, oh. um, or I think I call him Grendel at some points. Anyway, <laughs> just whatever I call him, you just got to roll with. Okay. Uh, the greater good was Grindel's slogan. He even carved it into the entrance of the prison that he built to hold his enemies, Hermione said. This dude was, like, fucking in control long enough to build a damn prison? Damn. I mean, I don't think that as a wizard it probably takes long to build something. What are you, a magical architect? Don't... What? <laughs> I mean... Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay what was the name norm norm strang or something like that it's pretty cool uh, name i don't have it here yeah no it's uh normanberg norm normandy N- norman guard it's norman supposed to be guard. a, a playoff yeah. of normanberg that's pretty cool yeah uh this is also the same prison he actually eventually ended up in once dumble caught him isn't that hilarious that's, that's so ironic i love wasted it. on his own but uh so Hermione seems to believe the letter, and I guess we kind of already talked about this, and this is where I'm like, can things not be forged in this world? Like, hello, people, magic exists. <laughs> um, she definitely argu- not. Yeah, definitely not. She argues that uh, Dumble was young and Harry's when he said these things, and Harry's like, we're young, and here we are fighting the dark arts. And Hermione's like, listen, he must have changed. And she's like, you're only upset because Dumble never told you these things. She says, he changed, Harry. He changed. As simple as that. Maybe he did believe these things when he was 17, but the whole rest of his life was devoted to fighting the dark arts. Dumbledore was the one who stopped Grindelwald, the one who always voted for muggle protection and muggle-born rights, who fought you-know-who from the start and who died trying to bring him down. Harry's like, I don't know anything because Dumble never told me anything. You never trusted me enough to tell him. And Hermione in like tears is like, she says, I know Dumbledore loved you. And Harry says, not a chance. He certainly told old Gellert more than he ever told me. And he sulkily just kind of sulks off, finishes his watch. Um, Says he hated the fact that he wishes what she said was true, that Dumbledore loved him. And that is the end of the chapter. Um, so interesting stuff there. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, a little know, bit I'm... of a uh, little bit of shit uncovered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're digging, digging in that shit. Uh, it's like you know, that I'm... scene from Jurassic Park. That's what I was just thinking of. How did you Fuck know? Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Um. Fuck Too long. Yeah. Too long. <laughs> 
too long. I'm sure you've seen. I love a good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what is his name? The actor from fucking Jurassic Park. Why do I always forget his name? Uh, the super the one, awesome the one dude. with the laugh. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, oh my lord. Why are we the worst? He's also in your fucking favorite movie of all time, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite movie of all time, by the way. No, it is. It uh, is but it is very good. Why the fuck? I Dude, the... didn't this happen also uh, with it Sirius Black? all the time. Yes, it did. He's also what? in uh, fucking Grand Budapest Hotel, and he's hilarious in it. He's hilarious in everything he's in. I can remember his character's name. Oh my god, Ian we're Malcolm. such idiots. I know. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, Jesus, thank you. You've seen, I'm sure, all the Jeff Goldblum memes of, like, with him without his shirt on. Oh, yeah, from just that breathing. Movie. Yeah, breathe. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. With him, instead of laying on the Triceratops chest, it's on his chest. Yes, it's on his own chest. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, it's so fucking good. How did we get on that? Dude, let's oh, yeah. just Dig it in talk some about shit. Jeff Goldblum, always. D- talking about Jeff Goldblum. Uh... So yeah, uh, I I love always love getting more uh, about Dumble's history, of course. So good stuff. So chapter nineteen. Um, they have several kind of restless nights later. They've moved several times. Uh, Harry is keeping watch, and a bright shining silver doe walks up. Harry follows it, deciding it seems familiar. And he's going on his instincts that this is not a some sort of dark magic trap. Uh, he doesn't want to activate that trap card. Uh, he follows the dough. Okay, he, Yugi. Yeah. He follows the dough that he expects is a Patronus. It sure seems like it's a Patronus. Uh, and he expects it will eventually, you know, talk to him deep in the forest. And then it just leads him deep in there and disappears. He freaks out for a second, like, oh, shit, it was a trap. It's like, oh, uh, fuck, where am I? Fuck, I'm an idiot. Uh, but then he sees a small pool, and underneath the ice on the pool is... It's the Sword of Griffy. How convenient. Just just How laying there. Oh, convenient. This is, uh, this is a very Excalibur moment. Um, it is I, a pretty Excalibur moment. I, I realized after I thought that, I was like, you know what? The whole sword of Gryffindor is kind of very shades of Excalibur because he pulled also hat. pulled it out of the hat and he had to be worthy Gryffindor to be able to pull it out of the hat. Yeah, yeah of course. He's getting it out of a lake here now. I mean, Dumbledore is basically Merlin. I know. Yeah, yes. there's, there's, there's so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's good stuff. I, of course, love Merlin, Excalibur's cool. Arthurian legend, good stuff. So, um, Harry, this is Harry thinking. He was like, how is this possible? How could it have come to be lying in a forest pool this close to the place where they were camping? True. Uh, Had some (laughs) unknown magic drawn Hermione to this spot, or was the doe, which he had taken to be a Patronus, some kind of guardian of the pool? Uh, That reminds me of, uh, is it Princess Mononoke? Princess guardian. Mononoke, hell yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, it like guardian. a stag guardian thingy? Yes. Looking thing? Yes. Um, so or, rad. It's dude. so cool. Yeah. 
Good movie. Good movie. Fucking so good. (laughs) Such a good movie. Uh, Or had the sword been put into the pool after they had arrived precisely because they were here? In which case, where was the person who'd wanted to pass it to Harry? (laughs) So Harry decides that because he's a Gryffindor, he's got to do something daring and stupid. uh, Because he tries to get it out normally, but it doesn't It makes total sense. It makes total sense. Gryffindors are daring and stupid. So he strips down to his tidy whities uh, sets down everything but the goddamn Horcrux for some reason, and jumps in. Because plot. Because plot. So, of course the Horcrux immediately tries to strangle and drown him. And <laughs> who should come to his rescue? da 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 It's Ronnie Boy! He's back! He just needed some time away from that damn Horcrux. Fucking Runa Waslib. I forgot about the whole Bruno Waslib thing. Uh, Ron's like, are you fucking mental? Why the hell wouldn't you take the Horcrux off? Solid question. Solid. Solid. Harry's just like, yo, did you, did you cast that dough? And Ron's like, nah, nah, dude, I thought that was you. That that was your Patronus. And Harry's like, no, idiot, my Patronus is a stag. And Ron's like, oh, yeah, I thought it looked a little different. You know, no antlers. I'm kind of a dipshit. Harry's like, no, mine's the one from Princess Mononoke. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So Ron says he's back if Harry will have him. And then it's a long story of how he found them. He's been looking in the forest for hours until he saw Harry following the doe. Uh, Ron does mention he thought he saw someone else hiding in the trees uh but he wasn't able to investigate because he had to go save harry's drowning ass because harry's a fucking dipshit uh so yeah there was there was there's been a lot of talk in these chapters about oh they think they see someone and i'm not Mm -hmm. sure if like part of that was actually ron because ron was close by several times sure but also like someone had to cast this patronus i guess but also, how far away can you cast Patronuses? Because you can, you can, uh, well, you can't cast one far away. You can cast one and send it very far. Yeah, because Kingsley certainly wasn't at the wedding when he yeah, sent no, I mean, it like, to warn them, right? I'm sure I've told you this, I think. Uh, like, Dumbledore invented right, sending the, messages with them. Like, right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, they they absolutely can be used as messengers. I, I don't know what the limits would be, but my understanding is they can go pretty goddamn far. Seems like that seems to be the case. So maybe somebody wasn't physically there. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Ron wonders if this is the real sword, and Harry's like, one way to find out. Uh, he just kind of instinctually all of a sudden decides... Or realizes, I guess, that the way to open this locket is to speak some snake at it. And he's like, Ron, I'm going to speak some snake, and you should stab it immediately. Uh, because last time, the riddle in the diary straight up trying to murder my ass, so... <laughs> Definitely don't waste any time. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Ron wastes some time. But, for pretty good reason, to be fair. Yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty fucked up. I gotta say, I appreciate the fact that they're just immediately, hey, let's destroy this fucking Horcrux. Like, yeah, they, they don't, like, just hang on to it and, like, fuck around with it and, like, talk it over and have a fuck around and find out about it. Yeah. 
It's like, nah, let's just fucking take care of this right now. I was very appreciative of this. Nice. So So you're a Harry Potter fan now. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I just said, you fucking dick. Yeah, I can read between the lines. (laughs) You're gonna you're gonna go in afterwards and just edit my words together to <laughs> like, <laughs> like i am those, big like, harry potter fan <laughs> number you, one you've seen those videos of like the president like singing a song and yeah, it's just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah clips of their <laughs> yes there's a really funny one i just watched of uh uh fuck uh what's the why can't i remember any was name uh, the chef the you're an idiot the British chef that's always angry. Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're very tired. Gilbert Godfrey. No, no. It feel like it starts with a G. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Guy Fieri. No, I'm just. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nailed it. Fucking um, hell. Look him up. Oh my god, hold on, wait. What's the hell's kitchen, dude? Guy Vankin? No, what? Oh, no, 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 no. Who the hell is that? I, I, I Gordon can't do this. Ramsey, I know it started with the fucking, fucking Fieri. G. Gordon Fieri? <laughs> No, yeah, Gordon g- fucking Fieri. How, what was I even talking about Gordon Ramsay for? Oh, uh, there's a really funny one I just saw of Gordon Ramsay doing that, where it was like a bunch from a bunch of his like cooking videos, and he was talking dirty. It was very funny. Oh, it was I like that. Very, very funny. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know where I was. Uh, the, he speaks some snake thing. He speaks some snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ron says he can't do it. He's like, dude, listen, this locket fucks me up. He's like, I'm not trying to make excuses, but it got bad for me. (laughs) I made a little typo here. Uh, Gary says it's okay. He knows that Ron can do it. Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. Um, He thinks, Gary is thinking it feels right that Ron should do this since he got the sword out of the pool from the lady of the lake. So, uh, so yeah, this is, uh, this is fucked up. Um, the locket, they open up the locket and, um, it starts saying some pretty, pretty fucked up shit to Ron. Uh, least loved always. Basically Ron, dude. Well, yeah, that's actually in a minute. It says some, it says some other fucked up shit to it first. (laughs) Uh, is least loved always by the mother who craved a daughter, least loved now by the girl who prefers your friend, second best always. Second best is like, that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, eternally overshadowed. Uh, and it's like kind of going to the line here and Ron's just like, stab it now. Or Ron, stab it now, says Harry. Um, so yeah, basically evil, sexy versions of Harry and Hermione come out of the locket and they're basically like, yeah, you're shit, Ron. Nobody could ever like or want you now watch us ghost bang. And, uh, <laughs> Harry thinks Ron is about to straight up attack him. Cause he's all jealous and, you know, sexy, evil, Ron, Harry and Hermione are ghost banging over there. But, um, Dude, uh, 
fucking high school Zach thought uh, sexy evil Hermione in the movie was pretty goddamn sexy. Do they actually show sexy yeah. evil Hermione? Yeah, Hell they yeah. do. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Harry thinks Ron is straight up about to attack him. But instead, dun, 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 Ron destroys the locket. Yay, Ron. Hooray. Yarn did something. Good for him. Yarn did something? <laughs> yarn. Did I so really say yarn? Yeah, you said yarn. Yeah, I meant to say yay, Ron. Yarn. Uh, yeah, big fan of Ron, obviously. Ron obviously. Stan. You and Emily are best friends now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second second best. Nah, first best for realsies. You should get a uh, a cardboard uh, cutout of uh, <laughs> of that fucker, just like because M has one of that fucker. That's wait, does she? Yeah, she has a life size cutout of Rupert Grint. Did we talk about this? I don't remember. Very this. briefly, they've talked okay. about it on their show. I know I've told you not to listen to it for my memory for is spoilers, terrible, but so they talked anyway. about it briefly. He so he did it. Good for him. He's all torn up about it though. He's like crying on the ground. And Harry is like, listen, bro, unlike you, I'm not going to cock block you because Ron is constantly cock blocking Harry. (laughs) Uh, He tells Ron she cried constantly after you left, bro, because I'm a giant dick and I literally never once tried to comfort her. Um, Yes, me and Hermione love each other like brother and sister. Hopefully not like stepbrother and stepsister. He's like, you better keep her away from a washing machine because if she gets stuck in there, she gets stuck in there, things might change real quick. I shouldn't have even have gone there. (laughs) I regret everything. Dude, Uh, there's this. uh, No, dude. No, no, no. no, Listen, listen, listen. It's a joke. There's there's this uh, TikTok I saw Mm -hmm. of this guy walking through Home Depot. (laughs) Oh, no. This guy walking through Home Depot. And there's a stepladder that's like sticking out of an aisle. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Oh, stepladder, what are you doing? And he like opens the stepladder, <laughs> like gets up behind it and like opens it like if he's spreading the legs. Uh huh. Yeah. And that was it. That was the end of it. That so was funny. It. <laughs> oh, stepladder, what are you doing? You stuck in there? And then he like just rips open the legs of the stepladder. You are such an idiot. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> So, Ron apologizes for being an ass, and uh, Harry's like, yeah, dude, but you made up for it tonight. Good job. And here's where I just had the thought. I was like, these mofos are going to get hypothermia. It's like they were in water, and it's like freezing cold out. Yeah. They're going to get yeah. frostbite on their wieners. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're turtle shells right now, dude. They're, they're safe. So, dude, they are inside of their bodies. Uh Shrinkage joke. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So they go into the tent, wake up Hermione. Uh, This is a description of when she sees him. Uh, She stopped right in front of him. Her lips parted her eyes wide. Ron gave a weak, hopeful smile and half raised his arms. Hermione launched herself forward and started punching every inch of him that she could reach. Uh, She... (laughs) He's like, ouch, what the hell, Hermione? She calls him a complete arse, Ronald Weasley. Um, she She's punching him a bunch. She's like, you crawl back here after weeks and weeks. Oh, where's my wand? She just wants to, like, 
probably turn him into a toad or something. Um, <laughs> Harry notes that he's never seen her lose control like this. Never. And she seems, quote, demented. And I'm like, isn't that how Snape was described when Harry called him a coward yeah, in the dude. last book? Yep. Uh, good stuff. So she's 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 super pissed off at old Ronald Weasley. And uh, scre- she screams at Harry to give him her wand. Because uh, remember, Harry still has her wand for guard duty. And I'm like, oh, she's probably going to sectum sempra his dick clean off. <laughs> She's like, you are gone for weeks and weeks. You don't even know if we were alive. And he's like, oh, no, no, I knew you were alive. You've been all over the radio, how they're trying to find you. I just realized that she probably can't sectum sempra his dick off because it's it's shrinkage, you know. It's <laughs> shrinkage, dude. <laughs> it's going to save him. Save him in this time. Um, so she's like, uh, so you come back after weeks, you think it's all going to be all right if you just say sorry. Um, oh yeah, this is very funny. I remember why I had this. She says, well, what can I say? Oh, I don't know, yelled Hermione with awful sarcasm. Rack your brains, Ron. That should only take a couple of seconds. (laughs) Dude. Bodied. Yeah, bodied. Killing blow. Um... Harry interjected, uh, he just saved my, I don't care, she screamed, I don't care what he's done, weeks and weeks, he could have been dead for all he knew, and I am like, I fucking love angry, indignant, mean Hermione, like, love it. I've like always you want, liked you Hermione. want her to talk to you like that is yeah. what you're saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I literally wrote I've always liked Hermione, but after this now I think I'm in love with her. <laughs> yeah, be I mean, mean to me, girl. Yeah, be dude. mean Emma Watson to me. Talking to you like that? Yeah. Nice. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. That's fine. So Ron tells him this soft <laughs> Thank story. Thank you, ma'am. May I have another? Thank you, ma'am. May I indeed have another? <laughs> So Ron tells this sob story about how he wanted to come back right after he left, uh, but he ran into a group of Snatchers. Uh, Apparently Snatchers are like these fuckers that are going around trying to round up undesirables or whatever, I guess. It's like Um, bounty hunters, basically. Yeah, basically. And he only got away thanks to Zach's favorite character. We get another Stan Shunpike reference. Ron just tells him he's Stan Shunpike, and it works. They're like, "Oh, okay." I don't, I don't remember exactly what happens. He gets, he gets away. He apparates out uh, back to where they were. He he splinched again. Lost two fingernails this time. Hermione is like, oh, well, we only fought a fucking giant snake wearing an old lady flesh suit. Oh, yeah. And we just missed Voldy by about a second. Imagine losing fingernails, Harry. That really puts our suffering into perspective, doesn't it? Uh, she's great. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she does say she does want to know how he found them. She says, quote, that way we'll know how to avoid running into anyone else that they don't want to see, just like him. (laughs) 
Uh, and it turns out the old putter outer has this like ball of light tracking device function thingy. Um, he he heard their voices through it one night, and he followed them. It's like this long convoluted story. He he found them thanks to the putter outer. Is yeah. is the end of it. Basically, Dumbledore has it like. Everything that Dumbledore fucking does or everything Dumbledore does has to do with love, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, his his own invention, he was like, ah, I'm going to give this to Ron because Ron seems like a real idiot. Mm. He's probably going to leave, uh, but he does he does actually love them. So I think he even there's something to the effect of like something said like. Oh, he know you'd leave because you're an idiot or something like that. I yeah, can't remember yeah. exactly. Um, Hermione says the doe must have been a Patronus because then Ron's like, oh, yeah, I finally saw Harry when he was following that doe. And Hermione's like, what the fuck? So, yeah, so then they tell her about that. She says the doe must have been a Patronus, but didn't they see, see who cast it? And uh, this was where we kind of already had this discussion. I was like, how far can those be cast? Uh, Ron very conveniently has a spare wand that he got from the Snatchers. Yeah, Harry plots. Takes. Yeah, plot things. Hermione goes to bed, and Harry says, yeah, that's probably the best you can hope for, is her just kind of going to bed and leaving you alone. And, uh, <laughs> Ron's like, yeah. Ron's such an idiot. Ron's like, yeah, remember that other time I was a real dumbass and she set those birds on me? And Hermione <laughs> kind of from her bed, from underneath her blankets is just like, I've not ruled that out, you dick. Uh, she's great. She's yeah, she's great, man. She's the best. That's the end of chapter 19. It's a good, uh, a lot happens there. A lot did happen in that chapter. I think this next chapter is very short, as I recall. Yes, it is. So, chapter 20. Uh, Harry has now switched from listening to My Chemical Romance to Pharrell, because he's a happy boy now. Because I'm happy. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I didn't know that you know pop music references yeah you didn't think i'd pull that one out did you i had to look it up i'm gonna be honest i had to look it up I was like, who's, <laughs> hey who's i think i asked google hey who sings that happy song <laughs> oh my god i don't i don't know guys scott and i'm not exaggerating scott no, listens to maybe six or seven you're things. exaggerating it's eight <laughs> i think okay it's yellow card uh-huh the Killers. Uh-huh. Muse. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, come All on. American Rejects. Yeah. There's one more real easy one that you're forgetting. Oh, Jimmy Eat World. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Now I'm trying to think of who else I listen to. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's about it, dude. Uh, I listen to some Linkin Park every yeah, now Lincoln and then. Park, and you ironically listen to like Nickelback and Creed. But- L- less Nickelback. I don't really listen to much Nickelback. Creed for sure. We've talked about my Creed love before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it. <sighs> there's there's more than that. You listen to Simple Plan. Oh oh oh, Dashboard. Dashboard. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Dashboard Confessional so good. I'm so glad you're a Dashboard fan. Hell yeah. Anyway. Yeah, jeez. Harry's not a sad bitch baby boy anymore. He's real happy because they 
Got the sword. Ron's back. They fucking destroyed a Horcrux. Everything's peachy keen. Um, Ron's like, hey, so how'd you guys find out about the taboo? And Harry's like, the fuck you say? Uh, so apparently when everyone, whenever anyone says Voldy, it just summons Dieters, uh, to their location. It's like a taboo word. And that's how they got found before. Uh, when they were on that road at the beginning of the book. Just say okay and move on. That's all right. That's the thing. Yeah, sure. No, listen, I'm not. I'm not angry or upset about this. It's just like they 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 stopped saying Voldy's name because Ron wanted him to, and then even after he left, Harry's dumbass excuses like, oh, we just kind of fell into a bad habit, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh Ron says they nearly got Kingsley uh because of this. He was cornered by six hundred and ninety-three Dieters, but him and his <laughs> lynx fought his way out because Kingsley Shacklebolt is a Fucking badass. King's Lynx Shacklebolt. King's, King's Lynx. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Kingsley is the best. Hell yeah, dude. He fucking rules. Love him. So he's in the run, too. Uh, Ron says, hey, what if Dumble sent us that dough? And Harry's like, no, he's dead. Also, fuck that dude. I'm mad at him. <laughs> exactly like that. Exactly. Those no. exact words. Uh, Ron thinks Dumble definitely knew things. Oh, yeah, here it is. He's like, listen, dude, you may be mad at Dumble. He definitely knew things. He gave me the put a router to find you guys because he knew I sucked, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Harry sucks with his new wand. Uh, he can't do jack shit with it. Hermione tells Harry she wants to ge- go see. Oh, Xenophilius love good. And, uh... We also find out, she says here, that Albus put the mark, the this mark that keeps popping up in his letter to, <laughs> oh yeah, here's what I called him, Grendel, in his letter to Grendel. She's like, listen, this mark keeps popping up, the gravestone, this book, the letter, uh, she's also like, it has to have more to do than just, has to do with than just Grendel, because that gravestone would have been before his time. And she's like, listen, old Zeno was wearing the mark at the wedding. Surely he'll know what it means. Harry's like, we don't need another Godric's Hollow incident. And Hermione says, listen, Dumble left us these clues for a reason. Harry, of course, disagrees because he's like, no, fuck that guy. I'm mad at him. <laughs> uh, but Ron outvotes Harry because he just wants back in Hermione's good yeah, graces. Dude, this this version of Ron is actually very it's, funny. It's like just overly simp, agreeing with Hermione. Simp Ron for Hermione, just it's like so yeah, yeah, funny. no Hermione. Uh, she sees right through it. By the way, every time like he just like mindlessly agrees with her, she just glares at his ass. She's it not is, happy about it. It's pretty comedic in the movie, to be honest. It is right. it is pretty funny. Fair enough. So. uh here we quickly find that uh, Ron did not actually ever go home after he left them. He stayed with Bill and Fleur. I, I was, I think I remembered what this was. I think I took a note on this because I was extremely confused. Uh, Bill told Mum he and Fleur weren't going home for Christmas because they wanted to spend it alone. You know, first holiday after they were married. I don't think Fleur minded. You know how much she hates Celestino Warbeck. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? That was the... They listened to the lady singing, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. 
I had no clue what that was, and I was going to ask you, but then I was like, wait, was that the name of that singing lady that Floor <laughs> made fun of and Molly the was The whole time about? and Molly was obsessed with? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So they go and see Zeno. Uh, he's shocked. Seems very nervous to see them. Uh, he doesn't really seem like he wants to help, and they're like, hey, go get Luna. She'll want to help us. Uh, then there's this whole bit about Hermione's like, hey... <laughs> There's this extremely dangerous exploding horn on the wall from something. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not whatever you said it was. That's from a Snuffleupagus. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's fine. Uh, So he goes out. He's like, I'll get Luna. Hang on a second. He goes out for a minute. Spoiler. He wasn't going to get Luna. This fucker. Uh, he brings back some weird drink. He says, Luna will be back in a minute. Then he takes the time to tell them about this weird invention of his for a minute. I didn't know if it was important, so I put it down. <laughs> no. It's, I don't think it is. Nope. Uh, then uh, Harry asks him what the symbol he wore to the wedding means, and he says the real stinger to end this chapter is, are you referring to the sign of the Deathly Hallows? And I'm like, hey, that's the name of this book. <laughs> that is the name of the book. I, I do have a quick question here. Mm-hmm. Leading up to this book, as this book was like before release, were people like speculating on what the Deathly Hallows were? Like, what did people think that meant? What did you think it meant? Um, a lot of people thought it was it had something to do with like, um, the Horcruxes. Like mm, everybody sure. knew that like the Horcruxes or that like Voldemort, like sought out like powerful magical artifacts so people were like speculating on like that like just mm, oh it's interesting got something to do with what the last horcrux is right like the one that we don't really know what it is okay did you buy into that did you have any particular theories um no i had no clue honestly <laughs> i mean really i was just like i i don't care what it is i just won't read it yeah yeah all right pretty Fair much enough. Um, I mean, have you? No, I don't care though. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just playing. You're such no, a I've I've just I've thought about it in passing a couple times. I've just thought like, oh hey yeah, what are the Deathly Hollows? Are we gonna get like that has to be popping up at some point in this? Did book. you know that that was the symbol of it of the Deathly Hollows? No, I didn't know that. Like the triangle think. circle line thing. No, I don't think I okay. knew that. Gotcha. There's been a couple times where I've wanted to say. Like, actually, when we were uh, discussing uh, the t-shirt design, oh, and there was that one with that, I, I almost referred to it as, oh, the Deathly Hallows design, mm-hmm. and I, like, I had to cut myself off. Gotcha. Like, like I mean, not that I think... Oh, yeah, like, that would have been a big spoiler. I know, I know, I know. I just, in my head, I'm like, oh, I can't I say shit. You're very cautious. Uh, so, yeah, chapter 21, last chapter of the batch here. That chapter was extremely short. Um, Zeno's like, yeah, I'm not surprised you haven't heard of them. Um, he's like, just like the fool who attacked me at the weddings. Apparently, what's his name? Old Crumb did actually attack him. Uh, he says it's not a dark symbol. One wears it, or he says not necessarily a dark symbol. Uh, he says one wears it to reveal themselves to other true believers to help on the quest. The quest. The quest. So Harry doesn't know this tale of the three brothers. He's like, so 
you've all heard the tale of the three brothers. And Harry's like, no. Uh, Ron knows it. Hermione knows it because she read it in Dumble's book. And then I was like, ah, why don't you just go ahead and read it for our dipshit here? <laughs> so, uh, so Hermione reads us this this Aesop's fable, basically. It's uh, a, it, I, I love it. It's a solid. I like it a lot. It I is very good. It's, I mean, it's it's literally just a fairy tale, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a solid one. So. There are these three brothers, three bros, Mario, Luigi, and Wario. Um, <laughs> those were the first three brothers that popped into my head. You are, actually, actually, I don't think Wario is even technically their brother. That's the worst Waluigi part about it. Luigi is, right? No, he's definitely not. I think by Nintendo canon, Wario is actually somehow related to them. But Waluigi is just like... A guy that Waluigi met, or that Wario met at some point. Interesting. This is Nintendo canon, I'm pretty sure. Are there any groups of three brothers? I'm trying to think. I feel Uh, like there's like more like three sisters. There's a movie called Three Brothers that has like Marky Mark in it, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Who are you? Animaniacs. Oh, there you go. That's that's four. No, that's, that's two brothers and a sister. It's Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. No. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's it's definitely, they're definitely Mario, Luigi, and Wario. <laughs> Are there? I've tried, I can't think of any I can't others. think of any. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Tell us in the comments what we should name these three brothers. Oh, should we make this our first uh, uh, Spotify, uh, like, Q&A, not q I think we said that last week we were going to do something. Yeah, but did we? Oh, no, Probably yeah, not. people have to name my owl. <laughs> <laughs> the cup. We're the never going to remember to put that up, by the way. Uh, maybe eventually, one of these days. God. Anyway, these three brothers use magic to cross a river, and, uh, and death comes along. He feels like he's been cheated uh, because travelers normally drown in this river. Harry's a real dipshit. He's like, wait, they talk with death? And Hermione's like, it's a fucking fairy tale, you moron. He's like, oh, okay. Idiot. Scott. What? I have to. I have to because you are such a fucking cock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You realize that this motherfucker grew up with people who did not love him and he lived in a fucking cupboard under the stairs. He knew what fairy tales were, though. He How did said... You, hold on. No, no, no. How did you learn what fairy tales were, Scott? No, no, no. I'm saying he definitely knew what fairy tales were because when they talked earlier in the book, they talked about, like, Cinderella and the Seven Dwarfs and all that. So he knows he, what fairy tales No, are. he also was like, nope, never heard those either. Hermione was the one so. that was like, we grew up, we're muggles. Like, we grew up with things like yada, yada, yada. And then, like, they look at Harry, and Harry's like, uh... That doesn't sound right. I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, fine. He doesn't know what a fairy tale is. He's not a dipshit. I mean, he is, but... I mean, he is instance. a dipshit, but yeah. not for this thing. <laughs> not in this instance. Uh, So, death goes down, and he pretends to congratulate them and promises to give them each a gift for their cunning... For their cunning linguist. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought we could get past that. Uh, the first asks for a wand without peer, more powerful than any. They will always win duels, worthy of a man that conquered death. 
and the monkey paw curls. I'm like, yeah, he, he gonna die immediately for saying that he conquered death. Mm-hmm. Uh, death fashions him a wand from an elder tree. The second bro uh, wants to humiliate death even further. So he wants the power to recall others from death. Just like, yeah, okay, sure. And just hands him some random stone. And it's like, yeah, this will bring people back from life. Sure, trust me. You can trust me, bro. I'm only the personification of death. <laughs> uh, the third bro was the only wise one, and he did not trust death. So he asked for something that would not let death follow him from this place. Reluctantly, death hands over his very own invisibility cloak. Hey, that sounds familiar. What? Uh, the brothers move on, go their separate ways. Uh, the first has this fight with another wizard, but since he's got the Elder Wand, of course, wins. Of course, he wins. But then he goes to, like, a tavern. He boasts all about it, about how he's hot shit, and he's got this wand that's, like, the coolest fucking thing ever. So, of course, as he's drunk asleep that night, a thief comes in, slits his throat, takes the wand. Yeah. Uh, he deserved it. Yeah, he absolutely deserved it. Uh, one down for old Deathy Boy. Uh, second brings back the girl that he had hoped to marry before her untimely death with this resurrection stone. This is very sad. But she's not really there. There's like, uh, she's just kind of, she's she's in the mortal world, but she's not supposed to be, I think it says. She's just kind of cold and lifeless. And eventually, in his despair, he kills himself so he can be truly with her. Uh, yeah, very sad. Yeah, That's two down. Up. He shouldn't have been arrogant. Uh, the third brother, Death searched for for many years, but he could never find him. Finally, when the third brother was old, he took off the cloak, gave it to his son, and he <laughs> greeted Death like an old friend. And they went to the ever after, uh, like old pals, like equals, basically. You, um, that's one of my favorite lines in this book. What? <laughs> And you're almost, you're almost kind of like playing it off like like it's like corny and a joke, but I'm I love not. it so I'll much. I'll have you know, I'm a fantastic storyteller. <laughs> okay, I read the exact it. line, Zach. I paraphrased it. I do not have the exact quote. No, no, I'm, just no, just specifically, just like he took his cloak off, gave it to his son, and greeted death as an old friend. Like he went willingly to death and greeted yeah. him as, as an old friend. I love that. I think it's such a cool. I think the whole story, like the fairy tale, is so cool. It uh, is a good one. I agreed, a hundred percent. There's a uh, cool you actually story. fuck. This might be the thing that you appreciate the most in the movie, is they do like a little animated short for this. Oh, that's cool. It's fucking rad, dude. It that's is really cool. really good. Yeah, that reminds. Uh, I wonder if it's similar to like so the very the starting sequence of Resident Evil Eight or Resident Evil Village, uh, is like. The, the mom reading, like, a fairy tale to uh, their daughter, and it's, like, a very cool animated, like, storybook, you know, kind of sequence. Fuck it's yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that. That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, it's no Aesop's fable, because those have sh- cool-ass animals in them, but it's very good. It's, it's very, not very Princess good. Mononoke or anything. It's not, it's not Princess Mononoke. Uh, so Zeno says that these three items are the Deathly Hallows, and if united, they would make the user He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I mean, <laughs> Masters of Death. 
He-Man. <laughs> of course you, He-Man. <laughs> um, yeah, that person would master death. Dude, uh, that uh, that gif of He-Man like running away down, <laughs> down <laughs> the cave or whatever. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Old animation was the best. It's just like... Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, definitely. So Hermione is like, bro, come on. How can you believe these actually exist? And he's Zeno. Quick with a retort, he's like, ah, yes, Luna has told me about you. You're not unintelligent, but closed-minded. This Ooh. slander on my girl. Uh, he's like, listen, you can't prove that they don't exist. Hermione's <laughs> like, that's the stupidest argument I've ever heard. Because I think they're actually specifically talking about the Resurrection Stone here. Yeah, right, right. And she's like, do you want me just to go pick up every pebble in the world and test it? Like, what? This is an absurd argument. Yeah. And she's like, okay, listen, we know that invisibility cloaks exist. And Zeno's like, no, 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 listen, those aren't those bullshit. This is a true one. It's not just some traveler's cloak that has been enchanted. That will fade over time. And they kind of, the other, the, the three, Hermione, Ron, and Harry, exchange this glance knowing that there's apparently such a cloak currently in the room. Right. Hey, it's Harry's cloak, by the way. What? What? So. No. What? <laughs> so Harry's like, I hate you so much. <laughs> Harry's like, uh, well, what about the Elder Wand? And Zeno's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's the easiest to prove that it exists. Um, because the possessor of the wand must capture it from its previous owner if he is to be truly master of it. And I, I, I think I quoted this because I just I love all these names. Surely you have heard of the way the wand came to Egbert the Egregious after his slaughter of Emmerich the Evil, of how Gardelot died in his own cellar after his son Heraward took the wand from him, of the dreadful Loxias who took the wand from Bar- Barnabas Lo- Deveril, Loxias whom he had killed. is the coolest name. Loxias is the only actual cool one. The rest yeah. of them are corny as shit. Yeah. yeah uh, Barnabas Deveril is real rad. Uh, the bloody trail of the Elder Wand is spattered across the pages of wizarding history. Um, he says he doesn't know where it is now, though, because the trail was lost at some point. And I'm like, I bet that's what Grendel stole from Greggy, which is a sentence I knew you would love. <laughs> yes, that's uh, spoken like a true Harry Potter <laughs> a fan. A true Harry Potter fan. God Grendel and Greggy together again. Uh, so Hermione here pipes up and she's like, hey, do you know Peveril? Is he important to this whole thing? And Zeno's like, oh, you do know some shit. Uh, this is the name from the tombstone that she saw in the tombstone with mm. the hallows mark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says, yeah, most, I think I coined this term. Most of us hallowers think that they are three brothers. I think he calls themselves questers, but I prefer hallowers. Uh, Zeno is then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the three brothers? I don't think I took it down. Is that important? Igna- Ignatius? Ign- Ignotus, Peveril, uh, I don't remember the other okay. two. Okay, not important then. So Zeno's like, hey, you'll stay for dinner, right? And he goes downstairs. 
and they then discuss what he has told them. It's Antioch, Cadmus, and Ignotus. Antioch, huh? interesting. So Hermione and Ron think that this whole thing, this whole story is rubbish. Hermione's like, yeah, it's just a morality tale. Uh, and that it's obvious which one you, you're supposed to choose. And so naturally. All, and naturally they all say a different one at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Ron is like, you're supposed to say the cloak, Hermione, but you wouldn't need to be invisible if you had the wand. An unbeatable wand, Hermione. Come on. And Harry's like, we've already got an invisible... This is why her Harry didn't choose the cloak, because he's like, I've already got one of those fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we've already got one. Why would I ask for I one? I don't need a Charizard. I already have a Charizard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Hermione's like, yeah. And it's helped us rather a lot in case you hadn't noticed. Hermione chose the cloak, by the way. Harry chose the stone, yeah. of course. And Ron chose the wand. Of course. Um, they're all so fitting. They're all, yeah. It's very obvious what each of them would yeah. choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she says, yeah, the cloak has helped us a lot, whereas the wand would be bound to attract trouble. Oh, only if you shouted about it, argued Ron. Only if you were prat enough to go dancing around, waving it over your head and singing, I've got an unbeatable wand, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. As long as you keep your trap shut. And Hermione's like, yes, but could you keep your trap shut? Fuck I'm like, no. he absolutely could not. If there's Fuck one no. thing I know about Ronald fucking Waslib, wait, wait <laughs> Runal Waslib, he would not keep his trap shut. Yeah. Um, Hermione says, you know, the only true thing he said to us is, was that there have been stories of extra powerful ones for hundreds of years. Harry's like, what? And Hermione. Hermione just has to explain something else to them that they already should know. Uh, she's like, the death stick, which makes me immediately think of the prequels. Where that guy tries to sell death sticks to Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> right. You don't want to sell me death sticks. Uh, the death stick, the wand of destiny. They crop up under different names through the centuries, usually in the possession of some dark wizards who's boasting about them. Oh, Professor Bins. We haven't gotten a Bins mention in a while. Bins talked about them, but it's all nonsense. Wands are only as powerful as the wizards who use them. I love this line that she says here. Some wizards just like to boast that theirs are bigger and better than other people's. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> exactly. Hermione knows what's up. Uh... And Harry argues here, he's like, how do you know that those wands, the Death Stick and the Wand of Destiny, aren't the same wands surfacing over the centuries under different names? Solid point from Harry. There's your there's your one good thing, Harry. Solid point. Points for Harry this episode. Yeah, hell yeah. Good for hell Harry. Hell yeah. <laughs> you sounded even more sarcastic <laughs> than I did. <laughs> Zach confirmed Harry hater. Um, so they ask Harry why he'd take the stone. Which I feel like it's very obvious. Why are they asking him? And he's like, well, we could bring back Sirius and Moody and Dumble and my parents. But then he's also like, well, yeah, but if this tale is to be believed, they wouldn't actually come back very well. And they probably wouldn't want to come back, huh? So I guess I'm an idiot. Um. Then Ron brings up the cloak and he's like, yeah, I've never actually stopped to think about this, but your cloak is pretty infallible, Harry. All others I've heard about fail at some point. 
um, they the charm goes away or they get holes in them or spells blast through them or whatever. Right. So they argue some more and uh, Harry goes upstairs to Luna's room. This is very, very sweet. Luna has painted the three of them herself and Neville in her room on the ceiling of her room. And they're all bound together with a golden chain that actually the chain just is like friends written like thousands of time over and over again. It's so sweet and pure, it's so but it's sweet. also like a little creepy. I, you know, I didn't... Like, this could be in a horror movie. <sighs> yeah. I didn't want to go there, but no, but it absolutely you're talking could. about it, it's very sweet. It's a little creepy, but I feel like this is Luna. Her heart is in. Yeah, 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 sure. What I hope to be is the right place, and I hope she's not going to try and eat their hearts. <laughs> Um, because it is a little creepy. <laughs> yes. With some fava beans <laughs> and a nice candy. What? Haven't you seen Silence of the Lambs? Oh my God. And fucking 20 years ago, maybe. Anthony goddamn Hopkins. Wait, you saw it when you were a kid? That's not a kid movie. It's not a kid movie, but I did. Damn. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, um, she's anyway. Eat their hearts, I think, is the moral of the story. <laughs> uh, the most important part is that Harry notices everything is dusty. Uh, Luna has not been here for weeks. Look, see, he's already got signs of being a magical hit wizard. He's a detective. Oh, yeah, real detective vision from this guy over here. Watch out, Batman. We got a fucking world's greatest detective over here. <laughs> um, they confront Zeno about this. And he admits that the Ministry has taken Luna because of what he has been printing in the Quibbler. The Ministry? The Death Eaters? Well, I mean, the Ministry and the Death Eaters are the same thing at this point. Right. Right. Okay, fine. Yes. Um, fuck you. <laughs> and, uh, he, ha- he alerted them when he went out to get Luna, these gullible idiots. Uh, he was actually alerting them. Uh, they also see that uh, like this this printing press has been going this entire time, and it it cuts off, and they finally see like the cover of one of the quibblers, and it says like undesirable number one with like a big picture of Harry, and they're like, oh, you traitor, fuck you. Um, they see people outside the windows on broomsticks coming in. Zeno takes this opportunity to try and stun them, but of course he hits uh you know. Um, the crumple horn, snorkack horn. Well, no, I was, uh, what's the fucking, God damn it. I am the worst. My brain is seriously broken. What's the like storytelling device where it's like something's gun where it's like, if they talk about a gun in a scene, the gun's going to go off. What is the fuck? You know what I'm talking about, right? No. <sighs> uh... The something's gun? I'm so angry right now that I can't think of this. The gunsmith's gun. Chekhov. Chekhov's gun. You've heard of Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah. Don't fucking patronize me, you asshole. I check off my gun all the time. God damn. You, surely you have heard of Chekhov's gun. Yeah, sure. 
I hate you so much. You know what? I I know I have heard of it, but just for our listeners who haven't, okay, why don't you yeah. just go ahead and explain it? Why don't I just go ahead and explain it? Yeah. Chekhov's gun is basically the theory that if if they talk about or show a gun in a scene, that gun has to be used at some point. So the whole thing I was going to say, now that I've explained this, it ruined my whole fucking... It's not even really a joke. It's... <laughs> What am I doing? <laughs> Chekhov's snuffle up a horn mm-hmm. goes off is what I was trying to say. But my brain gotcha. is it's like Murphy's Law. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Like Wait, that. should I, should we Not explain what Murphy's Law is for our I listeners? Hate you. <laughs> I hate you it's so just what can happen will happen. Okay. Everyone tell us down in the poll that we're definitely gonna put up what an idiot Zach is for not knowing what Chekhov's gun is. What was the other thing you were trying? Oh, bosom. You don't know what a bosom is. You don't know what Chekhov's gun is. What do you know? Um, I love you, buddy. I wouldn't have this with any other person. What do I know, Scott? That's a good question. Harry Potter lore, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. I, I think uh, it's been... Ostensibly Harry Potter lore. It's been proven that it's yeah. uh, a little dicey on that. If Chekhov was a Harry Potter character, you would have known who he was. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he tries to stun them, and Chekhov's snuffleupagus horn explodes. And, yeah, big explosion. Blows, like, the whole place, like, partially collapsed. And, uh... They are pulling themselves out of the wreckage when uh, these Dieters are walking up. And I, you know what, I, I, I'll give, I'll give a little credit here to the writing, Rowling's writing, because I was thinking to myself, like, they've, he went downstairs to, like, send a message, like, an hour ago, and they've been just having this chat about brothers and death and all this stuff. How has it taken them this long to get there? They can fucking teleport places. Mm -hmm. But kind of to address that, they put this in here. Um, one of the Dieters says, didn't I tell you there was no need to hurry? Didn't I tell you this nutter was just raving as usual? So good on you for that little phrase here. Kind of yeah, defeating my nitpick there. Just the uh, sectum sempering your fucking dick off <laughs> your check off. <laughs> Sure. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Using it very well already. Oh yeah, dude. I feel like I got oh, the. I told yeah, you dude. I've known what it is the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so it was. I was only explaining it for our listeners. For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So they come in and they start torturing poor Zeno. I feel for Zeno because this dude is is in a rough spot. Oh yeah, uh, dude. He obviously very much loves his daughter and does not want anything to happen to her. Um, they are torturing him downstairs, and he's, like, trying to tell them, no, no, upstairs, Potter. And they're like, we told you last week, Lovegood, that we weren't coming back for anything less than solid information. Remember last week when you wanted to swap your daughter for that stupid headdress? Oh, I guess that invention of his was important. Here it is. Uh, and the week before, when you thought we'd give her back if you offered us proof there are crumpled-headed That's what you were talking snorkacks. about? What? His the invention? headdress? Yeah. It's not so much an, an invention as it is a 
like a no. memorial type of thing. No, it's an invention. It's like he he talked all about it. It's like got stuff to like clear your head so you can meditate or something. It's like got all this weird junk on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, what did you think I was talking about? I I I don't know actually. I was talking about Chekhov. Yeah, dude. Uh, What'd you call me? You call me a Jackoff? Yeah, you are a Jackoff. That's absolutely true. So, uh, so yeah, they're torturing poor Zeno. He's like trying to tell him, like, no, for real Z's, I swear they're up there, <laughs> for and real-Z. for real Z's, and they are not listening to him because he is the the dude that has cried wolf already several times. But he's just trying to get his daughter back. This poor guy. Um, they think that he brought them there because of this explosion. Now they think he like brought them, was trying to lure them in and then kill them, like blow them up. Right. But he fucked up and they're like, they tell him basically, if you ever want to see your daughter alive, get up there and bring us back Potter. Cause they do like some kind of a spell. They don't know it's Potter, but they do know someone is up there. They say, right, 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 right. So Zeno starts digging through the rubble and my fucking girl, Hermione, cooks up a plan she's like on the fly dude on the fly she's like you fuckers trust me and how can they say no it's Hermione she tells Ron to get under the invisibility cloak Ron's like what about Harry she's like fucking listen to me dick she grabs onto them both when Zeno comes through the rubble she blasts him right in the face right in the face with uh in the face what? What are we doing? I don't know. Uh, with Obliviates. And then she uses DiGiorno to blast a hole through the floor underneath <laughs> them. It's and not delivery. It's, <laughs> it's DiGiorno, baby. Uh, <laughs> and as they're falling through the hole, they apparate out. And that is the end of the chapter. And because Hermione is so goddamn clever, and I... And fucking a real baller, clever ass son of a bitch. I you think I understand what happened. I think oh. I understand exactly what she was doing what here, Zach. Do, Shall I explain it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. So she's trying because she is not only extremely intelligent, she also uh, has extremely good empathy, and she's trying to protect everyone. She's protecting Ron and his family. Because for you by- idolizing Hermione so much, I'm surprised, and you just, you know, uh, praising her empathy. Uh-huh. I'm I'm a little shocked that I don't have any surprise that yeah you just don't try yeah, and listen embellish any of that for others, not for me. <laughs> You're the worst. It's true. Uh, yeah, Ron is needs to hide because he's supposed to be at his parents' house with deathly disease or whatever. So. She wants to hide him because Harry is already wanted. It doesn't matter if they see him. That's why she tells Ron to get underneath it. She's blowing a hole through the floor before they apparate out because Harry's like, "Why the f- what the fuck is she waiting on? She wants them to see Harry. Harry and herself she doesn't really care about. Um, So they know Zeno wasn't lying to help try and protect him. Also, I think she probably obliviated him. Which is, I know, because that's the Lockhart specialty. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job, pal. Uh, that's the memory thing. Yes. So she's probably wiping his mind. So they can't, like, 
torture him for information. Like, hey, what were you talking to Harry Potter about? Is my guess. Right. Or uh, or so that for that and also so that he doesn't like let slip that Ron was there also. Right. That too. So yeah. Uh she comes up with that shit on the fly. Um and just does it does literally everything for them. <laughs> these two fucking useless ass fuckers. Uh she has to do everything, but she is great, so she can. And that's the end. That's that's all we got. That's all she wrote for tonight. Or today, whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hermione is uh, fucking the best. <laughs> Duh. It, it doesn't really even matter what happens the rest of this book. She has locked up MVP of the book like like four chapters ago. She locked that shit up. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Garen fucking teed. So let's uh, let's dive into a couple things here, Scott. Okay, hit me. Whatever you want, buddy. Check off whatever you want. <laughs> you ready for this fucking mushroom stamp? Yes, always. All right. Uh, let's hear your take on the Deathly Hallows. Um, it's a cool idea. Um, I definitely think Voldy is looking for. The Elder Wand. You think he'll find it? Um. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, I mean, he he knows where who the thief is, and I'm assuming that's what I'm assuming. Gellert stole it from, uh, Greggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he'll find it. I don't know where, um, but I'm sure he'll get it. Um, mm. Harry has the invisibility cloak. Where does the resurrection stone fit into all this? I have no idea. Um, maybe that's how we'll get. My theory was that we would get Dumbleback in some shape and/or form. Mm-hmm. But I almost forgot. We also saw his like eye in that mirror shard at the beginning of this book, and I thought that's how we were gonna get him was like through the mirror, but. Lots of options. Yeah, definitely lots, lots of, of options. options. So, back in book four, mm-hmm. there was a thing that happened. Oh. And I was like, ah, I hate this thing about this one thing in specific, and I have to remember to tell you. Oh, good. A note from way Hallows. back when. Um, it's a very small nitpick, but it does actually fucking infuriate me. Mm-hmm. Um. This whole, okay, you are smart enough to know that the Deathly Hallows are real. That's why they just got in- introduced, right? Like, it's sure, not just sure. being yeah, introduced I, as, yeah, a, no. as a fucking fairy tale. Definitely not, definitely Um, And you have already figured out that Harry has the invisibility cloak. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now that that baseline is set up, um, listen to this baseline. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just thought of that right now. You Straight literally off the top. set yourself up for and then did yep. your own little jokey joke. <laughs> you're actually the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, in book four, 
Harry is underneath the invisibility cloak, and Mad-Eye can see him through the cloak. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that... I had beef with that, even. Even that. Yeah, and I, if you remember, I had yeah. beef with it. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I fucking hate this. I'll explain why later. Um, This is supposed to be the invisibility cloak. Infallible. Yeah. Um, and Mad-Eye's eye is not even like this... It's not like some ability or anything like that. Like, it's literally like a replacement <laughs> eye that, like, somebody made for him. I knew that Harry should have held on to that goddamn thing. Obviously, that's 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 one of the Deathly Hallows. It's like, oh, yeah, it fucking should be now. One of the Deathly like, like, think about it like this. If the, if the Deathly Hallows thing is real, uh-huh. you're telling me death didn't have the capability to just have one of these eyes definitely not no oh my god this eye like listen death 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 doesn't know technology very well so this technology came along and he was just like i i really 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 dislike that that moody's eye can see through the cloak yeah i think that it was a miss like i think that it was like made to be like oh moody's cool and like very observant and like that's part of his character and whatever but see my I, guess would would actually be she didn't have this fully planned out yeah that's what i was gonna say right but like yeah but then this book came around and then she said that and then it's probably like oh, oh fuck, fuck i forgot about that yeah fuck i forgot that i yeah. made it to where somebody can see through it <sighs> anyway it's a small hold thing on, it's hold a small on. nitpick couldn't dumble also see him or no, Dumble just said he didn't need the cloak to become invisible. Yeah, right, 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 right. I think because when he Harry knew Harry was sneaking in there by other means, not straight okay, up like sure. I can just see your ass. <laughs> I hope your not. bare naked ass. Your fucking naked ass. So yeah, Harry. I was thinking for a moment like Harry was just sitting in front of the mirror with the cloak on, but I don't think he was. I think no. I think that what on. he actually said was like. So hang on. So fucking D- flex master flex Dumble like. It seems like he's just kind of claiming, like, yeah, I don't need a fucking Deathly Hallows to do what these Deathly so Hallows the, do. The the thing is, is, like, a disillusionment charms. Fuck, that's a hard <laughs> word. Disillusionment? Disillusionment? No, disillusionment. One of those yeah. charms. Charm. You know, one of them charms. One of them, they're after like, me lucky charms. Temporarily, like, make you. <laughs> you're ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell, man! <laughs> Temporarily make you <laughs> invisible. Um, but like you have to one, you have to be able to cast one of those. Obviously, this is just something you can just put on. And there are counter curses to dispel additional disillusionment charm. Fucking hell! God damn it! Disillusionment. I think what it all comes down to that we can agree that if someone got Moody's eye, the Elder Wand, and just any knife, they would be <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> That's the screw, last Horcrux, dude. It's a bayonet. Yeah. <laughs> screw up bayonet. Screw the invisibility cloak, because if you got Moody's eye, who fucking gives a shit? Screw the resurrection stone. That shit don't even work the way you want it to. All you need is the wand, the the Moody's eye, and either a bayonet or if you're a dual wielder, just any knife. 
<laughs> just any knife and you're unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Dude. If Morphin taught us anything, it's the Boldy that, wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Anyway, yeah. Uh just a little bone to pick there that I wanted to okay. point out. I hate that sure, shit. Sure. Um maybe somebody will fucking school my ass. Uh and apparently I have thought about that all wrong, but no, I'm I pretty appre- sure that's I, wrong. I appreciate you, Zach. That's the kind of nitpick that I would do. Yeah. And you're here you are admitting it. Good for you. Good for yeah. you, bud. Well, look, man, I've said several times you've got to have humility about the things you, you do. Like. It's true. You don't have to be a complete fucking sack of shit like you, but, you know, I mean, you should have humility about the things you love. Strong disagree. Strong disagree. <laughs> I definitely have to be that. So, um, so yeah, okay, Deathly Hallows are a real thing. Um, yeah. Seems like a cool idea. I like it. I liked the, the fable. I liked the tale. Um, I know... Uh, this is something I thought that you were going to have a problem with. Oh, boy. What was it? Uh, I had a problem with this when I was reading the book for the first time. You've mentioned, actually, a sentiment that I, that I had while I was reading it for the first time. Um, like, man, it just feels like we're so far into this book already, and like, there's not a lot of time left, and there's still oh. so much to do. Yeah. And now we're introducing something else a new. A whole nother fucking potential yeah. quest line. Yeah, dude. I was like, first time reading this, I was like, why didn't we find out about this earlier? Like, this, like, we are, we have less than half of the book left. I, yeah. I guess I really didn't view it that way at all. Like, because from their point of view, they already have an invisibility cloak. And they mm-hmm. don't even really believe that these other two exist. So, like, I don't view this as, like, hey, they're going to now go on a quest to find these things. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's what actually Voldy is up to. Like, we know, uh, I, we don't know, but I'm pretty sure I know he's at least after one of them. Right, sure. Whether he gives a shit about the other two or not, I have no idea. But... Mm. Because when they first mentioned the Resurrection Stone, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's, like, actually the Sorcerer's Stone. I wonder if they were going to tie that to that. But gotcha, it doesn't seem okay. like that is the case. Um, no. Anyway. Um, would you... Um, I think I will not say. Okay, good. <laughs> Your questions vex me anyway. Okay, um, no, I do have a legitimate one. Ah, uh, shit! We've, we've got to do this goddamn thing. Da-da-da-da. Oh, da-da-da-da. Who are you awarding the fucking champion's purse? I think we call this thing something different every week, and I'm, we I'm okay do. with that. We do. I'm definitely okay with Who that. wins the champion's purse <laughs> Who wins this the fucking week? The, the winner's hallow. Uh, Hermione. Hermione. She's okay. the only choice. Even hold on. Even uh, though Ron. Ron got his way back, got the sword <sighs> out, saved Harry, and broke a, or like killed a Horcrux. Boy, if there was ever a week he would win it. I mean, look, we've got to be objective about this. Like, I, I'm trying. Believe me, I'm trying. <laughs> if there was ever a week where he would win it, this would definitely be the one. But I, I still think Hermione beats him. For what reason? She, she took them to Zeno's house, almost got them captured. She got them uh, out of her own mess. Yeah, she fucking cooked up that plan on the goddamn fly. Uh, also, just like, as we discussed, her being, like, fucking angry-ass mean Hermione. 
just gets my motor running. Um, love it. Mm. And she's just always the best. I think I have to disagree with you this week. I do agree that she is the best, but like, I definitely, <sighs> I definitely think Ron gets the champion's purse this week. All right. All right. Only because this is literally the, I'm trying to think back of like, in the history of these books, like anything else he could have possibly done to earn one of these victories. Because he sacrificed as, himself on, on a chessboard. Yeah, that came into my head. I was like, nah, no, definitely not. Um, as we know, we definitely have the utmost consistency and do this every week. And I'm pretty sure he's never won one. <laughs> so, yes, okay. This will be Ron's victory. His one, his token victory for the fucking series. We'll give it to Ron. Fucking getting the sword, saving Harry's goddamn ass, and killing a horcrux. Hell yeah, Ron. Not Ronnie boy. Runa Waslib for the win. Runa Waslib, yep. Oh, Waslib. God, man. Isn't it great to just do that every week? It is. <laughs> I'm so glad we never forget and always do it. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Dude, uh, next week. Next week is, is going to be so fun. I'm so excited for next week. Uh, a lot of trumpeting in this episode. Yeah. What are we? A fucking... I was going to say a string quartet, but that's not... That's a different... Been a lot of trumpeting. Yeah, what are we? A string quartet. Fuck. Nailed it. Good Nailed joke, Zach. It. Yeah. Um I am so excited for next week's batch of chapters. Uh next week is gonna be a fucking doozy. And I'm very excited about it. Scott. Yeah, we have set chapters. Why don't you just let everybody know what chapters we're doing? Yeah, we're gonna be doing 22, 23, and 24. Mm. Uh it is just those three, right? I don't know. This is your you're running this show. <laughs> Supposedly. Uh yeah, it's three chapters. Twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Uh, Chekhov's chapters. Stuff. Yeah, I'd fucking jack off on those chapters. <laughs> I can't even with you. I can't even with you. I need to learn uh, you some knowledge, Zach. Uh, this was uh this was a fun one. Oh, it was You got anything was... else for our listeners before we fucking uh, kick this shit to the curb. I apologize for what you have just listened to. <laughs> Fair enough. My fu- me trying to figure out who Jeff Goldblum is for 30 minutes. Did mainly. we do that twice th- this episode? We couldn't yes, think of Gordon two Ramsay too. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Fucking yeah. the ever elusive Gordon Ramsay. We, we, we had to look up what Chekhov's gun was. We had to look up what Gordon Ramsay was, what a Jeff Goldblum is. Yeah. Boy, we this was a struggle for us. We had to look up Jeff Goldblum checking off. Oh no. <laughs> well, Gordon Ramsay talked dirty about it. All right. I think it's time for us to check off now. Yes. <laughs> we need some sleep is what we need. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us and listening as always. Uh you are so appreciated. Wait, is that the right way to say that? Yeah, we, sure. Uh, yeah, you Definitely. you listeners are so appreciated by Scotty Westside and yours truly um man 
We fucking love you guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> we fucking love Hell you guys. Hell yeah. And uh, we are excited to finish the rest of this book with you guys and start some new things. We hope that you guys will join us and follow along as that unfolds. Um, we will see you guys next week. World's sloppiest sign-off ever in a podcast ever. Let's go. <laughs> ever in a podcast ever. Ever. Let's ever. go. Burr, 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 burr. Fucking trumpets again. <laughs>first time you've done that exact thing and that terrifies me yeah this is my ritual i usually do this before we get on the on the call oh lord i don't actually do that. you lie you lie i, don't no, I mean it would be great you. if i did that's hilarious but I, no that's from um i think that's from high school musical <laughs> oh my god uh i mean I, it, like I, 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 I. It, it is like a theater thing like a warm-up bullshit but I, I think like it was done in High School Musical and then everybody started doing it after that. You disappoint me so much. I disappoint most people, honestly. That's, you know, my whole philosophy in life is keep expectations low so you don't disappoint people. If their expectations are already in the dumps, you can't disappoint them. <laughs> Okay. It's just like, ah, there's Scott doing his bullshit again. <laughs> I mean, I, f- I feel like that most of the time I see you or hear of anything mm-hmm. about you. I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's just Checks doing out. his bullshit. He's okay. just on his bullshit again. <laughs>